That is right. Oi, oi, oi. Because guess what? This is the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast presents the Fantasy Walkabout. I do this show every Monday at 7 Central Time-ish with my mate Tom Lee all the way on the other side of the planet. He is over there in Australia. And let me tell you, today we're going to break down what authentic value means. Not just to us, but what we feel at FTDP should mean well to most of the most of the people out there. We're going to teach you in this series um, recognizing uh, value, how to accumulate it, how to acquire it, how to put plan to action in a four or five part series. We like to call the oh my goodness value accumulation project. Oh my goodness! But I can't do that without my mate, one of the smartest people you may not recognize yet and that is tom lee himself tom lee boy how is it over there in tomorrow cold today it's good like what is australian cold what here we go uh centigrade so it's a it's 12 degrees centigrade celsius okay so that'd be like 70 maybe for you no no, no. We're, we're, I, yeah, we're Celsius. We're not Fahrenheit. I'm in Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we do it. The, we the do it. We do it the right way. Have it wrong. It's fine. That's right. Okay, so it's kind of cold for you. We're at like 20, 28 here today. So, yeah, Chris, some of yeah. you guys winter for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much in, as cold as it gets. Yeah. That's insane, actually. Yeah. So, we talked last week about how we are going to help people accumulate value and then put it, uh, put it to plan. So, that's it. Tom Lee, we are going to be talking tiers, ranks, and trade calcs today. I know people either love or hate trade calculators. Uh, you and I both not the biggest fans of said devices. We have an opinion. Yep. We have an opinion. That's right. And today, you are going to be lucky enough to have that opinion. So, <laughs> to start us off, obviously we have to talk about the big news and yes i already know it's been talked about to death and i tweeted today we in the fantasy community always want content we want content we beg for it. we need it it's the off season it's so boring somebody do something i want to see a trade someone get signed do something and then it happens and then all of a sudden it's yeah we get it we get it we know his value is value it's over, it's over. we're gonna mute everyone we get it if you want content, this is exactly what it is. An all-time great player for his franchise, Julio Jones, gets traded to a team that <laughs> personifies running the damn ball, as our, our as our other co-host would say. Yes, Bailey, it started. Um and that's what they're that's what they've always kind of been known for from Eddie George to Chris Johnson to Lendell White to to now Derrick Henry, DeMarco that's Murray. It. Uh now they acquire Julio Jones and people are kind of freaking out about it and I want to say uh don't be. Julio Jones is not a player that's going to see less than 18%. He's not going to see probably less than 20% even in that offense. Just because they have two alphas now doesn't mean that they're just all of a sudden going to forget to throw to them. 
Like, yeah, what become less alpha-ish? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they're going to dominate, but less. Like, no, this is not how this works. Exactly. They're still going to get over 20% of the targets. They're probably going to get all the targets. Like if Ryan Tannehill throws the ball 485, 500 times, 300 of those targets have got to go to Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown. And Derek like Henry, he's yeah, not going like to go for 2,000 right? yards. As a community, we're getting worse at dividing 100 into small yes. values. Like, yes. There's only three big-name pieces still on offense, and everyone's panicking about it. It's yeah, because like, there's still a hundred percent to go around. Like, because Reynolds is going to be fantasy relevant, don't you know? Sixty percent Reynolds. Yeah, and the and the the uh, seemingly off season darling uh, Darianton Evans all of a sudden <sighs> is now going to just soak up all these targets. No, Fitzpatrick was brought in as a mid round pick. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. But he's not unseating Julio Jones now. No. When Julio Jones inevitably pulls his hamstring. And misses oh, three too. games, yep. you know what's going to happen. Then yes, we can talk about divvying up targets. But AJ Brown was never going to get 200 targets. As we want to talk about value and how to identify it, uh, that's not the value. That's not the one. AJ Brown getting 200 targets. If this drastically affects your rankings, uh, we are going to show you our process as to how we don't let it in this series and how you can apply it. How to avoid the full tilt not the podcast go listen to that <laughs> don't avoid that it's itunes spotify youtube do it you're you're gonna thank us later for it but but i want to also mention because i'm the boss gus edwards signing in baltimore okay yeah another uh, franchise defining piece right franchise but that's that's the thing um dave what's going on Still strong target share for AJ Brown and Julio increased overall passing volume. And that's the key right there. That's it. They don't bring in Julio Jones if they plan to run the ball 400 and sometimes again, right? <laughs> However many Derrick Henry was bound to get. Will he still get a ton? Yes. Is he a lock for 1,400 yards? Probably. But how many of those are going to be the 200-yard games against Houston and the, and the rest well, of you the know? two games against Houston? Yeah. Right. And then, and then he's <laughs> going to get – <laughs> He's probably going to get 450 yards just off Houston alone. So, like, oh, it, it's a lock for that. He's a lock for 12-plus touchdowns, but there is no reason why we can't see a, you know, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Edron James offense in Tennessee. You can't. And if you go, well, it's Tannehill, guess what? <laughs> Tannehill has played just as well if not better than Patrick Mahomes over the last 25 starts. I wish I had those stats in front of me, but I didn't see it today, and it looked pretty darn nice. Don't think he can't do it, okay? There are three – there's a three-headed monster on offense in Tennessee, and that's not to be forgotten. It can be, be possible. And, yes, Tannehill is efficient AF. It's not – his volume is going to go up. It's going to happen, and he's damn good when it does. So don't fade AJ. Don't if you're don't move AJ. Just keep him. Don't panic. Does Julio Jones go up or down? No, no, he doesn't. Because Tannehill's a better quarterback than Matt Ryan right now. Relax. Just chill out. It's fine. It's kind of lateral for everyone to me, and we're gonna tell you why. Uh, with Gus Edwards, it, it's the same principle. If you assumed Gus Edwards is gonna be off the Ravens, and Gus Edwards coming back officially on a two-year deal is affecting your rankings drastically on Dobbins. That's not good process. He was, he, he was tendered. Like he, he, he didn't get a second round tender. Yep. Um, Baltimore gave him 
You think anyone he wasn't gonna leave? He was always gonna be there. So you should have applied that until Gus Edwards did leave. But if you I didn't that's the other thing we've seen as well is people panicking about the amount he's been paid. It just shows you the value to that Ravens offense, right? The work he did last year, how valuable it is to have a ser- serviceable guy to split the load with. Hold on. People are stressing about how much he was paid. Maybe they panicked with Jamal Williams getting $3 million a year. So for two years, for $5 million, they're going, well, hang on. this Mark is Ingram impact. got paid $5 million over three years and got yeeted out of right? Baltimore after two. <laughs> really after yeah. like one and two games. Yeah. The five million price tag is is nothing because we don't know what all the details are in that. That's why we haven't seen him use that production before. It's exactly yes. the same as it was last year. Is he gonna have? Oh. He's probably gonna have another 580, 600 yards. That's right. Yay! Alert. <laughs> he's probably gonna. What you're seeing from the second half of the season between Gus Edwards and Dobbins is what I expect. Yep. But there's no reason why. The 2021 Ravens running attack can't be like the 2019 Ravens running attack where Ingram went over 1,000, he had 15 touchdowns, and Edwards did his thing. There's no reason. The offense is improving, so don't panic. And that's a big thing when acquiring and accumulating and identifying value. Who's panicking, who's not, and how to stay to your process. Please stay to your process. Don't overthink it. Don't full tilt unless it's the pod. That's it. <laughs> so in the value accumulation uh, project, part one, that is right. TD upside for Dobbins is enormous. 15 Massive. is actually what I have him down for between receiving and rushing. So that's what I have him. I'm not worried about Jackson. Jackson does not run inside the five, inside the 10. I'm not. Uh, in this episode, we will uh, explain why we like and d- uh, dislike tiers, mostly like their uh, rankings and individual asset values, why that could be detrimental to your dynasty roster. And we're also going to go about teaching you how to create your own tiers. Um, we know a lot of people will say, I have a player ranked here, I have a player ranked there. And, and it's it's pretty all over the place when you're discussing yeah. uh, individual trades, it's something we talked about beforehand. Uh, building your own tiers and ranks will help you get through that and help you give you a base to stick with. And you're not using somebody else's. It's yours. It's your That's work. It. It's what I you it, did. I think it's the fear of the process, right? You back yourself yes. in at any other point in time. You're happy to back yourself in one-on-one negotiations. But then when it comes to actually evaluating your own assets, you're not sure of yourself. You don't know how to go about it, where to start, what to do with it. It's really quite easy and it's, it's quite a good exercise to go through because you see more of the field, you understand more about value, you, you get less you know, picky on sleepers here and there and buy now players. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it just helps a hell of a lot to have your own setup. It, it makes a world of difference. So for that, uh, when we come back here in a second, we're going to talk tiers, why we like them, why we don't, and why we find them to be important. So sit tight. We'll be back in just a few seconds. So with tiers, you always hear about uh, tier-based drafting. Well, tiers do not just affect drafting. Tiers also affect trades. At least they should. Um to us anyway it is the difference between accumulating value in a trade especially if it's a one for one or even a two for two uh, you can you can work through that and adjusting how to move throughout your tiers to help improve your roster in the long run that is identifying true 
value. So, tiers, Tom Lee. Uh, why tears, are tiers your most preferred preferred method, uh, especially when starting out? Yep, uh, for me, love them. So tiers, they, they, like I said before, they get you to, to view the whole board, um, clean, easy to comprehend. Uh, you can compare multiple positions. You can figure out, okay, what's this asset worth compared to something else? You know, it accumulates for me and compiles more of the factors that we like to include into our individual rankings. It allows us to account for someone's age, allows us to account for how many years of production do they have left. It's still relevant, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that one is worth more than the other. It lets you organize them in groups of relevance, uh, and that's why I really, really enjoy it. It's also easy to change and move people around, saying this guy's value once was here, and now we've seen a factor come in, and we can slide him back. And yeah, it, it's 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 just a really clean, easy, good exercise to be doing quite often with yourself. And it's not as time consuming as some of the other methods out there. Right. I think it gives you a little bit more volume, a little bit more depth than a basic ranking system. Yeah. Uh, and especially it is going to help with uh, obviously trade talks and drafting. It doesn't make you stuck between, you know, do I want, you know, which player should I take? You have it in a tier who you're going to be okay with who's yeah. left in that tier and who it opens up new avenues, new options. Yes. It's, it's really, really flexible. So, and it means you don't get scared. You don't want to back out of a trade negotiation just because you're involving a piece you didn't know where he sat before. You know where those, those you know, values sit and you can sort of go, oh, I like that area. What about another piece? Well, let's go look for that. And so it opens up far more avenues of negotiation uh, and also where you're looking with your trades and where you want to go with them. And you hear a lot about tier breaks. Well, I got them yeah. in a tier break. Oh, this is a tier break for me. Uh, you know, you're talking trades in a startup. It's like, I don't really want to move out of here because of the tier break. What is that tier break, Tom Lee? And why is it important to know where it is? Crucial for the drop off. So, I mean, in theory, you should know where your tier breaks are because you're looking to capitalize on value. And therefore, you let everyone else in your tier get overdrafted, in your opinion. And then you're always picking up guys you have of equal value for values in the draft, or you're flipping multiple pieces for people you think are worth far more and have far more relevance long term. Um, based on that analysis. So that's why you don't want your tiers to be too big either because, I mean, values can change really quickly. You want to have nice, short, sharp tiers where you know you're looking for certain guys, provide certain production for your team over whatever time frame you, you want. If you're competing, you know where that sits. If you're building, you know where those guys sit too. Um, and they just let you always capitalize on value as you're going along. You're never feeling needing to push for something unless it's at the right. end of the tier. And by that point, you assume you've already got a value on that guy. And it's one of those things, too, where you're looking at, oh, do I want to take, let's say, a difference between, like, F1 and, I don't know, another darling, DJ Moore. Well, yep. who's left in the tier? If there's a tier break there, you obviously take the one higher. If there's not, now you can look at another position and go, who in the running backs is left that's in that upper tier? And then you can start divulging which is more valuable to you and which one is not. So it gives you a yeah. more open... Uh, look on what true accumulated value is. And I'm going to keep saying that because there's a difference between <laughs> what looks like value and what is true actually, yeah. value. Exactly. Big difference. Value is a word that is thrown around a lot, and I hate it. Um, it's misused a lot. Um, so how would somebody go about making their own tier, Tom Lee? Because I know it can be daunting. It can look daunting. Maddie's up here in the chat. It can look daunting. How does somebody go about making their own tiers? It really is easy. I mean, everyone either follows someone on Twitter or they listen to podcasts. Just jump on the website, copy and paste their rankings and start dividing them up into colors. Get an idea of players you like grouped together. And if you don't think they belong with one another or you wouldn't trade them one for one, start shifting them around until they do. 
and then step back, have a look at it going, I like what I see here. Now I have my own set of rankings and tiers. And it just makes the whole process a hell of a lot easier than copying and pasting names one at a time um, yes. because you will miss someone. You know, <laughs> you'll end up going, oh man, yeah, Jacob, run out Tyler of guys Boyd. in this tier. Yeah. Drafted Tyler Boyd and then left him off his rankings. <laughs> you were so ashamed about drafting Tyler Boyd, Jacob, because I know you're going to listen to this, that you left That's him it. off your rankings. Don't think we didn't know that was on purpose. We hiding that. the trutherism right there. He did sell out. <laughs> uh, for me, for me, I do mine a little bit differently the way I go about it. For me, I like to do my rankings first. I like to order them with your basic number uh, format, one, two, three, four, five, and then I start breaking them up. Who would I actually take ahead of them? And at the end of the show, we're going to go through how that can actually look in a trade. Uh, we do have Tom Lee's old rankings, and we're going to go through, and I will explain my method on getting good trade value so you're going to want to stay tuned for that coming up shortly so that was tears obviously we are both favorable on tears we both prefer them however now we're going to get into rankings i do not like just going off rankings i think it is a somewhat dated method because they're so i don't know how to say it argumentative it's well, hard to say so where fluent, do you, right Yes, that's okay. a big we, thing. We, we always see you've got to stay water in the draft. Well, that happens after the draft finishes. Yes. You know, we're looking for fluid value. So you can't just have constantly flipping around your wide receiver 10 with your 17. Yes. Right? Because that's a massive difference to anyone else out there. They go, oh, my God, that's a seven-place seven, seven place drop. If it's the same tier, it doesn't matter to you. You can add a piece to that, and all mm. of a sudden you're getting value. But that's the limitations of rankings. That's what we're seeing. Yes. And that's, it's one of those things where let's say, okay, well, I want to make a trade for DJ Moore or someone wants to make a trade off me for DJ Moore, which if you know me, <laughs> DJ Moore to me is my wide receiver nine in my rankings right now. Right, exactly. But they go, well, he's a wide receiver too. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah. it means it's to him he could be a wide, wide receiver 13, which is barely a wide receiver too. No. Whereas in tiers, you can have three or four tiers in that top 12. And then how many more tiers outside of that top 12 to help you understand the grouping and piece it together. And then from there, you can individually quantify which wide receiver you have ahead and who you'd be willing to move to get into the next tier. It really right. does. It, you can't do that with rankings. You can't say, well, I want to trade you wide receiver 22 for what and wide receiver 22 and wide receiver 36. And that should add, that should, that should be wide receiver 12. You can't, you can't yeah, it's not do a mathematical that. process. Yeah. Exactly. There's it's more nuance to it. Yeah. Especially when every person you're talking to, and you should think this way, every person you're talking to in a trade thinks they know what they're talking about. They should also be lying most of the and time. And you should. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Talking trades in fantasy football is is people, Jacob, who have dealt with politics in their lives have such a heads up because they That's are it. bullshitting yeah. you. I'm bullshitting. Everyone in some way is bullshitting you in a trade. Tom Lee has bullshitted straight to my face. I'm pretty sure I've got done. 50 wide receiver threes in my ranks because that is the easiest thing to throw into a conversation. Oh, wide receiver three, great value. Chuck it in there. You know, you're exactly. winning. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's done that to me, people. So, hey, and we're still here. We, we know it happened. So just, just accept it. <laughs> right. But remember, as we like, as as I'm I'm stealing this from Jacob now. But wide receiver threes are the witness protection program. Okay, we don't we don't really care about them. 
Um, we don't tell them that. But. Yes. <laughs> there's <laughs> limits. There's difference between a wide receiver three. See, that's the other thing. There's only 12 wide receiver ones, right? It's so here. when you're yeah. accumulating value, how do you find the real value? It's in the tiers. That's and it. that's what we're trying to say. That's what we're trying to get to. So we're not big fans of tiers. It's not really – We are. Or, sorry, we're not big fans of rankings, <laughs> pure yeah. rankings because because yeah. it's difficult. But uh, what what do you feel the ins and outs of rankings are? Um, the one, I mean, there is one part that I do like about it, right? And it, it's, it's, it's Twitter. And I hate the bird app most of the time. But if yes. you're going to go head-to-head, I like having the balls to say, here is what – my call on these guys are. This is where I think they're headed. Um, and, and like I think we were talking maybe the other day, having a goal for where the ceiling of a player could be, right? That's yes. good for rankings. You don't want to say, oh, they're, gonna, they're, they're a tier four. They could be a tier two. Could this guy be a proper wide receiver one? That is where it starts to become more helpful. Um, so you're going, going head-to-head with someone, calling a shot, saying, this is my guy, this is your guy. I like that element to it, but it's not that practical when it comes to accumulating value, which is what we're focusing on here. Right. And we, we talk a lot about like, for me personally, I don't spend as much time on my ranks or my tiers because I have an understanding. And this is a process that works for me. I have an understanding of who I like more than the other. Every once in a while, I got to go to the rankings and go to the, who do I have (laughs) higher and have that conversation depending on the people. But, and, and I've, I've learned how to do that. And again, if you talk to enough people and engage in enough trade negotiations, even if they don't go anywhere, you'll get an idea of how to do that. So for me, it's pretty easy where I think DJ Moore, sure. Realistically, do I think he's going to be a wide receiver one? No. Do I think a wide receiver eight to nine finish is possible? Yes. So I have him there and he's in, he's in that tier for me. So when people ask me why I haven't ranked that high, that's the reason I give him. I think this is his ceiling. Do I think he has the wide receiver one potential? No, I don't think he does. I think if they went and got Deshaun Watson prior to Mm. problems, uh, yeah. Why does Oh, (laughs) baby. He's wide receiver one one every day of the week and twice on Sunday for sure. That's That's not the case. And as everyone knows, uh, you know, pretty simple fact that Sam Darnold is elite and will be elite in Carolina because I'm the boss and I say so. So eat that Billy, you and your arguments. But anyway, off topic here, off track. We're going to get right back on it. It's a walkabout, um, Tom. It's a walkabout. We're going to go to these areas. Exactly. We're going to go to these places in our minds. That might be a little twisted. So same process for making your your tiers, for making ranks. It is a little easier, less stressful, but we do always suggest breaking them into tiers. And again, we're going to show you what that looks like. So everyone's favorite tool in fantasy football, everyone's favorite, how do I win this trade outright and leave you in the dust and justify it. And this is coming from someone who always says, never worry about winning a trade. Do not worry about winning a trade. Winning a trade does not matter. Okay, as long as you get what you want. However, trade calculators need to be introduced with caution. Because for the most part, if you come at me with a trade calculator, I am already thinking less of the deal. And here's why. Okay, I have no issue with finding something to justify your end of the argument if you yourself have a reason for the argument. If you want to use a trade calculator to make sure you're not crazy 
on a value, sure, Important. totally get yep. it. You're fact checking, making sure that you have someone else to bounce off of, except for another league mate who's obviously going to tell you what you want to hear so they can weasel their way into that deal, which, yes, I have done before. Call yeah, me what you people. will. Yes, I'm one of them. <laughs> okay, snake. I'm a snake. Snakes. So, what do you feel about exactly? <laughs> what, oh, what, God. what do yeah. you feel about uh, how many snakes do you see a day? You got to dodge those bastards or what? I, I train them, you know, just bring them in, um, <laughs> get some rip snakes out there, see Thank them off. God. No, we're not near the bush. We don't have snakes that often. Okay, no. I was going to say, how oh, damn Tom Lee. Tom yeah. Lee's out here wrestling. Be funny if there's Fucking. one behind me and just like, hang on. <laughs> Sneaking up on the back. You never Don't know. Worry about, uh, I, I went and got my superpower shot today at the old uh, vaccine clinic and starting to hit me a little bit. And Tom Lee said it'd be funny if I went down mid-show, but I think it'd be even funnier if you went if down via, snake. via snake across the screen. <laughs> talking shit. It just hears you. Just replaces anyway. me as the co-host. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You can join Patrick in the back here, the uh, show alpaca. Um, anyway, way off track. Um, trade calculators, yes. <laughs> trade calculators. What do yeah. you and don't you like about trade calcs? Tom, we are not here to fuck spiders. Okay. Yeah. We're not gonna make. We're not gonna mess about. <laughs> yeah. You, you last son week of a bad. bitch. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> what does it mean? Oh my god. We're not well, I mean, here to fuck spiders. That's it. Yeah, what? we're not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't understand what it means from context, oh just don't God. fuck spiders. No one wants to do it. No one should be using their time to be doing it. So <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Anyway. I think I've killed Tom. So I'm going to talk about trade calculators in the meantime. We aren't here to fuck spiders. We're not here to muck about. Trade calculators can be a useful tool, right? But like Tom said, because they're not based on your rankings, they're not based on your information, they don't provide a valuable source of negotiation, in my opinion, right? If I'm negotiating one-on-one with someone, <laughs> you're right there, Tom? Why would anybody say that? Well, look what we did to the English language. Oh. Australians have ruined the English language. <laughs> right? Just trashed it. Anyway, why, would, yeah. why would anybody say that? Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> moving. Yeah. So I, oh. but that's my opinion on trade calculators is they're not a valuable <sighs> resource to be bringing into a trade negotiation because they don't reflect your own opinion or your value. Oh, my um, God. They, re they reflect someone else's. And if I wanted to negotiate in a trade with someone else, I'd go and join a league with them and not talk to a real human being in real life, okay? So the other issue is because of the difference, the different ones that people use out there, their evaluation on different individual asset values mm. uh, affects the outcome, right? So in particular, we look at things like trading future draft picks. You take the Dynasty GM trade calculator and they're worth fairly, practically nothing. You take Dynasty trade calculus, calculator and they're worth far more. So you can't just be throwing four firsts in there to equal one player when you know in real life it's not going to reflect that value. You're not going to get right. it. It can't be possible. So don't fool yourself by trying to chuck them into the negotiations. A lot of the time, they also use tiered values. You're right, Tom? I'm good. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. They, they use tiered values anyway to help uh, assign individual asset values to players to help organize them across different positions. 
And this is the hardest part is when you've got tiers, there's no rule that says a tier one wide receiver is the same as a tier one quarterback. We see it with drafting. It's not possible. So there has to be a better way to evaluate it. This is how trade calculators came about. They do an okay job sometimes, like you said, to make sure you're not, you're not losing it. (laughs) Like Tom is, uh, they, do, they can help yourself, but I don't like bringing them into trade negotiations because they tell me that you're not confident in what you're telling me, right. uh, which seems, one, disingenuous, but also, two, it's not, it's not what I want to be dealing with. I'd rather be dealing with the person talking values and trying, in an honest mm-hmm. effort most of the time, to make both teams better, right? And trade right. calculators have to say someone wins and someone loses. That's not always the goal of a trade. Therefore, I don't like it being in the negotiations. Right. And a lot of times, you know, we do find it. Oh my God. You shouldn't be fucking spy. Oh my God. That's the name of the, that's the, name of the show. It's so yeah. funny. No, we're not here to fuck spiders. That's it. Is arguably the best thing I've ever heard in my we, life. Week two and we've hit our peak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There's going to be minutes of that. I'm going to want to edit out, but I'm going to leave it in because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, we're not here to fuck spiders. And, uh, you know, when using a, oh my God, I can't even take myself seriously. Uh, when you're using a trade calculator, like Tom Lee said, it's something that most people are going to scoff at you at every once in a while. So I was in a league and we're not going to use our league experiences as base information, but it gives you a little insight about why we think the way that we think. So I was in a league and I was talking to someone about a deal for a quarterback and a draft pick. Yep. Uh, right. So someone traded uh, me their draft pick plus, uh, I think it was a one Oh six, one Oh six. And like, a, Oh God, one ten, And yep. I gave him a quarterback. Yep. Now the trade calculator said that I was way wrong on this trade. And I was like, well, look, I understand that, but this trade calculator does not take into effect what I think the draft pick's value is given what's here on the board. Absolutely. And eventually we came to the agreement, and yeah, the the league kind of roasted him a little bit, but at the end of the day, he got the player he wanted. I didn't think it was an overpay. He ended up you know, being okay with it in the end, even though begrudgingly, but that's part of it. Um I use them to make sure I'm not getting robbed and not insulting someone uh, and not to convince yeah, someone. Which is yeah, fine, that's, right? To make sure you're not crazy is totally fine. I said this on an episode. I wish I wish I could remember which one of the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast where I said you should have a trade accountability buddy. And obviously I use Tom <laughs> yeah. Lee, Billy, and Jacob because, like, guys, am I nuts for doing this? Yeah. And sometimes I'll still go against consensus within the group. But that means uh, you like know I, you really want it, right? Like that's the right. point. Like I traded know, three. Know, know what the outcome of the trade was, and right. make sure you're still hitting that goal. Well, like you said, with that exactly. that picks for QB trade, the goal of moving the QB had to be to acquire more assets and replace the player. Mm-hmm. So this year with the 106, you've got a good shot of replacing the player with another quarterback, not of equal value, and and adding an asset piece as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So it fits the concept. Is it fair value? It really depends on the league and the draft, but it still fits the goal of the trade, and you're accumulating more assets, which in the long run is kind of the point of what you would have wanted to do with that trade. So it makes exactly. sense contextually whether or not it reflected and whether or not they went on to use those draft picks to actually acquire value, maybe, uh, but that's for weeks to come. So Exactly. So for us, just use them with caution, uh, whether it's speaking with us, that's not the point, but speak with caution because most people do tend to scoff on them 
and They're just quite polarizing. be yeah. quite exactly. And just be prepared to have your own statement because you will get more trades done. Uh, even if you're bullshitting and I know you're bullshitting, I at least know that there's something to work with. Yeah, it's so, you that's bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we're we're gonna we're gonna go a little longer than the half hour here, but we do want for the visual listen listeners here and for audio only, I will do my best to explain this. We're gonna bring in Tom Lee's tears here and talk about um why we do Valium and we're gonna try to do it as quick as we can. Yep. Um to make sure we're not keeping you here too long on your Monday and maybe Tuesday, uh, given when you are listening. So, Tom Lee? Yeah. So we, we chose to take running backs as an example, mainly because there's less of them that are yes. relevant. Uh, and it's a nice, clean example of what we're looking at and why and how you just, uh, justify the way you organize your tiers. And also, come at me on Twitter, you know. Yes. At Tom underscore Lee 92. If you don't agree with them, let's have a chat about it. I like right. it. But my justifications are there, right? That's that's it's my opinion. That's what the point of it is. So, yeah, we're talking now, running back something, ones, right? There's something to be said, okay? There's something to be said about what is on the screen here because you might look at this and say, "Well, oh my God, he has he has Dalvin Cook three and not Taylor." No, he doesn't. Yeah. At a quick glance, he might. It just means they're in the same tier. Now, yeah. do I think you should be numbering these or having these players in order? Absolutely. I think yeah. it makes it a little crisp. But for an example, okay, uh, if I'm looking at a deal and let's say somebody wants to trade me, I don't know, um, Jonathan Taylor for Dalvin Cook, you might sit there and go like, oh, well, that's way off if you're looking at rankings. Taylor's number two and Cook is number six. Uh, I can't do that. But they're in the same tier. So at the end of the day, it can be a wash. You should feel comfortable with that one for one in your rankings. Now, the other part of that deal, because chances are you're never going to get a one for one done, say it's receivers. Now say you have a wide receiver who's in maybe that tier uh, three for you, but they have them ranked you know, at their ranking and they're willing to give you a wide receiver that's up in your tier moving from uh, Taylor to Cook or Cook to Taylor is advantageous to you because you're getting a tier up at wide receiver and you know you're getting true value in that sense where instead of trying to make your rankings add up you're going through your tiers and you're moving up a tier while staying in the same tier at a different position you wanted to move in the first place exactly that is accumulating true value hopefully that made sense i'm pretty sure i said that correctly Um, that is acquiring true value. So when you're doing your rankings, that's why it's important to be okay with players in that tier one for one. Because if you're not, then tiers may not be for you. Maybe sticking to that tier. Yes. That's another big thing. So for example, if somebody wanted to trade me, I don't know, DeAndre Swift uh, for Alvin Kamara. Okay, that's fine. But I better be getting, you know, an advantage in tiers at another position um, in the second part of that deal. Dave said it makes a ton of sense. Hopefully that helped, Dave. Uh, If you have any other questions, you can definitely let us know um, what's up, and we will answer them either on the next show or in DMs or even on Twitter itself. You can let us know. Uh, But this is why we do tiers, because I think it brings more clarity. I think it's pretty easy to say, like, well, McCaffrey's, you know, RB1 and Barkley's RB2. What do you mean? Isn't Taylor RB2? 
well, no, we think they could all have that outcome, but they're in the same tier. I'm okay with either. And you see that a lot. Yeah, I was I was kind of on the fence, but I'm okay with either. You see that all the time in your draft chats. You have to. Yeah, yeah and that's, I was that's kind of thinking here and here, but I'm kind of okay with either. I was like, no, I I, I wanted I wanted Camara here because the tier drop is in Swift. It's right after. Yeah. Ex- exactly. And that's you, where it becomes important. You said it earlier, and the reason it's important to have numbers next to them. <clears throat> when you're actually showing your true rankings uh, is when you're drafting. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> because when you're drafting, you can't always trade out of a, a certain tier. You can't always trade back in a tier. Not everyone wants to work with you. It's just not what happens. So you need to have a preference. You need to say who offers me the most upside for my team build long-term. And in this situation, it would not be Saquon over Taylor for me, but what if you're there third on the board and all of a sudden Taylor's gone, right? Yes. You need another option. You need to be able to pivot. Do I want instant production? Do I think Saquon's going to outproduce Cook this year? It really depends as well where you are on the draft. You know, if you've already got a hint and that leaning as to where you're headed with your draft team, you might want someone who can produce this year. And that you'll see that reflected in the later tiers where it starts yes. to matter with more head-to-head decisions. Tier one and tier two, you're taking the guy because he's value and you only really have one pick in that range. You want to make sure you get someone who is a gun. Okay? Exactly. 101 <laughs> hundred percent so when you're looking down i think tiers help you a little bit more in the later ends of drafts when you're looking at a tier like this you might say oh well josh jacobs is beside travis Etienne." yes they are beside them because again there's only 12 rb1s so you can say i want an rb1 i want an rb1 i want a high upside uh rb2 well guess what i can do you know i can go from a a tier like etn uh, let's say down to, or not, maybe not Etienne. He's kind of a hot <laughs> topic, whatever. But let's say yep. Josh Jacobs over here in tier five. If I'm going from Josh Jacobs and somebody likes, if somebody likes Josh Jacobs uh, more than they like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, okay, and they're willing to give you Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and they, and they want to do it straight up. For you, if you're just going by rankings, it might be tough to do that because there are people out there who have Jacobs ranked right next to Clyde. You shouldn't, but there are some people out there that do. So for you, that's an easy smash. You get something on top of that because you know that they like that player more and you know that Clyde is up a tier. You can ask for that extra piece and know that you're accumulating true value. Yeah. Uh, whereas in ranks, it's, it's, it's harder to get that done. And in an ideal situation, they'll come to you wanting a tier five piece for their tier four yes. piece. And then you lie to their face and say, mm, I'm not sure on that value. I want something more. And then you double yes. down. All of a sudden, you've got two pieces of extra value because you already had them ranked the difference in tier. Exactly. So that, that was a good example. I mean, looking at the reasons as well. So Swift, Chubb, Dobbins, Akers, Gibson, all in the tier three. They're all valuable assets. They're all quite young, have plenty of production ahead of them. That's why they're ahead of the other guys like Jones, Elliot, Henry, who have less production, uh, but we know it's high production. So that's why they're ranked ahead of some of the other guys. So you can sort of see the flow of what you're getting and why you're getting it. Uh, but it's hard to compare someone like CEH who last year didn't perform to what everyone's expectation was, but is still really young and has heaps of value. But at the same time, Zeke Elliott's got at least two more years of you know possibly top five production with Zach. Right. Those pieces are comparable. If you want to get younger, go take CEH. If you want production, maybe you're looking at Elliott, maybe you disagree. Maybe you think CEH is going to outproduce him and you want him straight up anyway. That's also fine. Exactly. But it gives you a range of outcomes of these guys should expect to have equal relevance and value to me. Right. Um, and there's going to be contentious ones in here. You're going to look at like Najee Harris. People have Harris ahead of some of those 2020 backs. Right. Uh, I, the only one I have ahead of him head to head is CEH because I know his production year one is there. 
but he's also older than all of those tier three guys. Right. Even right, though they right, came right. out a year ago, we know their value. We know what teams they exist in. We know mm -hmm. they're young and they're younger than him who we haven't seen yet with, with no O-line in, in um, pity. So, you know, there's a reason for why, whether you disagree, that's fine, but that's the justification. That's how you land upon those values. And what you have right, with. and that's why it's easy for you if you get that deal where somebody really wants Najee off you and they have Clyde. You're okay with moving Harris anyway, or yeah. um, yeah, that's right. If you're you're okay with moving Harris anyway because you're in your own tier, <laughs> but however, using your tiers, if you know you're okay with that and you know that they're okay giving you an extra piece, that's accumulating true value, and that was the point of today's show to that's help. It you see why tiers can um, potentially show you what true value is. And true value is the most important thing. Everyone talks about you're getting a great value. It's going to be a great value. What is a true value? Help identify it and help yourself get ahead of the competition. Yeah, based on your own opinion. That's the most important thing. This is yes. all about you. It's uh, don't let someone else tell you you're getting a value here. Don't let a trade calculator tell you tell you're getting a value here. Do I think I'm getting a value? And how do I make sure I come out of it with a value? That's the key, and that's why I like tiers. One hundred percent. I think they're the best way. And like I said, we're going to continue with part two. Uh, Tom Lee, what is part two of the process? So part two is how we figure out the rankings and the values. So. What factors come into it? It's there's a lot to dive through. We won't go into too much detail on each topic because you know you're going to see a lot of division out there. Um, but it's it's right. looking at things like analytics versus film versus play style versus opportunity versus age. There's a lot of different things we're going to get into, uh, and you're going to decide what you value the most, and that's what's going to be really interesting about next episode. Cannot wait for that. With that being said. There is news about the Friday show, the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast, that will be airing at 6 Central Time, 7 Eastern. Uh, Angelo is not able to make it on Friday. There was a problem with his flight. It's now been uh, switched around. What can happen? But have no fear. He will be on uh, the June 25th show episode of the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. Uh, as of right now, that is the date, and potentially we might have Sam Wagman coming on on Friday to fill in for Angelo, and if not, we will have Sam on as well on a, on a, at another time. Just unfortunately, with how things are working right now, flights can get a little sticky, but it will be there. This Friday, we are going to be doing an in-betweeners episode. Last week on Friday, we went through and we planted our flag, Sparta-style on players that we think are bouncing back, aging veterans, young studs that aren't rookies, to the rookies, and beyond, Buzz Lightyear style. This week, we're going to do the in-betweeners. Who do you think you should be all in on? Who do we think you should be all out on and not kind of sitting in the middle? There's always those players where you're kind of in on, kind of out on. We're going to break that down on Friday. Um, one way or the other, guess or not, we're going to be there, me, Jacob, and Billy, are for sure going to be there to provide you with the fantasy uh, advice that you kind of come to expect from us, whether it's, you know, good, bad, full of shit, who knows? But most importantly, we're going to be there. So Tom Lee, let them know where they can find you at. Let them know, uh, you know, a little bit about you and your final thoughts here on today's show. 
That's it on the bird app at Tom underscore Lee 92 spelled L I E because we had to make it difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun series, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what we can talk about in future weeks and then the practical applications, hopefully for people out there to go away and do the exercises and then come back at us, you know, hit us up on those, on those platforms. Yes, he did. Thank you very much, Davey. Um, yeah, come back at us on those platforms saying I went and did it. This is what I found out and give us some more content to bring into the show. Um, to, to really help reward the people who are out there listening to us. It's going to be fun. Exactly. That, that That's a big point too. I'm really happy we get to do this. Really dive deep into what we, what, into what? God, East Coaster right there. I'm going to make into, you Australian one day soon. <laughs> into what we feel true value is. Uh, and it just will give you a little bit more insight in talking to league mates to make those deals happen and uh, help you progress in this dynasty landscape. That's going to be it for us today. I am your host with the most time on his hands and now with superpowers fully equipped. Uh, I am Thomas Tipple FF. You can catch me over there at Fantasy Intervention. You can catch me every Friday and Monday right here with Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast and the Fantasy Walkabout. And we are going to be moving to three nights a week coming up soon as we get closer to the season so you're going to want to tune in for that and remember angelo's not here this week he will be on on the 25th if anything changes on that we will let you know so as i always like to say and i always want to remind people to have fun take care of one another and always remember the most important thing and that is that clear eyes and full hearts will never lose good night everybody have fun take care Mm-hmm.